Hey everybody, this is Xi Xiao. This is yet another episode of Salesforce Way Podcast. Today I'm sitting with a great guest with me. His name's Ben McCarthy. Hello, Ben. Hello. How are you doing, Xi? <laughs> I'm doing great.、Uh, hopefully, I pronounce your last name correctly. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben,、uh, would you like to introduce yourself before we jump into our topic today? Sure.、Uh, so my name is Ben McCarthy.、Uh, I'm a Salesforce MVP. I'm the founder of Salesforce Ben, and I'm also the managing director of Empower,、uh, which we're going to be speaking a lot about today. Which is basically a consultancy、um, based out of、uh, London, but also a few other places around Europe as well. There's a famous Ben in the ecosystem, Salesforce Ben. Is that you? A little bit, yeah, it is. Me, it is me, yeah, I'm Ben, ben McCarthy by day and Salesforce Ben by night, the superhero.、So. <laughs> I think a lot of a lot of people in the ecosystem definitely see your website, use the service over there. So one of the most famous blog, Salesforce blog over there in the internet. A really great service、yeah. supplied by you.、Mm. Yeah, it's very cool to see it helping so many people. Yeah. But today our topic is different. So we want to talk about how to start a consultancy firm from scratch. That's what you have done. What you have experienced in your past. Yeah, exactly. It was it was something that、um, wasn't necessarily on my my career path,、um, but something that came came along as a as a as a massive opportunity and something that I've been doing over the past four years,、uh, mm. and it's been really exciting and it, it's given a, a, a lot. A lot back to me in terms of、uh, my growth as an individual and as a as a professional. So yeah, I'd love to talk about that today.、Hmm. So you said it was not planned in your career path, but you get the chance. So would you still tell a bit the background? So what did you do before that? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, this is my my eighth year as a、uh, in the Salesforce ecosystem. Um, and directly before joining Empower, is actually working for Conga, which a lot of people might、uh, might know about because it's a, a very very large ISV. I think the second、uh, largest ISV in the world. So、uh, back when I was at Conga, they did document generation、uh, only with well. Yeah, basically just document generation, but now they've got an entire suite of projects, of products which includes e-signature and, and contracts,、uh, CLM, and things like that.、Um, but I left、um, back at the start of 2016 and, and joined Empower.、Uh, so Empower is a, a Salesforce consultancy that focuses on startups and hypergrowth companies. So essentially, companies that have a lot of investment and they、uh, they're on a hypergrowth trajectory, which is、uh, growing at a rate of something like 30, 40% a year, but quite a lot of them are. are Got 100% growth and, and even more than that,、um, and I was、uh, I wanted to get to consulting because I felt like it, it was a very natural step for me. So、um, I used to be an admin,、uh, I used to be a consultant as my very first job, but I was a graduate, so it's nothing nothing too、um, too serious.、Um, but I felt like it was very logical to, to get back into consulting,、uh, and it was something that I was actually quite nervous about because、uh, you know I I was、uh, used to being an admin working with one client. And being consultant, you're working with many. You're you're expected to be the the very top of your game, the expert.、Um, so it was something I was quite nervous about. But I was very thankful to find Empower,、um, which was a company that was yeah、um, uh, focused on startups and hypergrowth companies, which I was very passionate about, very interested in.、Um, yeah, so that was how I landed at Empower.、Mm. So in Empower, you help the company to build up the London branch, right? Yeah, exactly. So,、um, so I joined as a、uh, business analyst slash slash consultant.、Um, you know,、uh, kind of that generic role, implementing, getting people's requirements, implementing Salesforce, being the being the technical expert.、Uh, 
Um, and there was about three of us when, when we joined. So there was myself, another consultant, and, and the managing director of that office. And um, a, a few months into um, a few months into the um, uh, into my role at Empower, uh, the managing director left to go pursue other opportunities. Um, so I was given the opportunity to step up and become managing director of, of the UK office, which at the time. Um, we didn't really have a presence in the UK. No one knew about us. We didn't have very many projects. We were we were losing money. Um, and yeah, I, I got the chance to step up and, and kind of become the person to lead the growth, uh, lead the sales, lead the, lead the strategy, um, hire people and all of that kind of thing, which um, was very nerve wracking. Um, a, a lot of responsibility, I felt, to, to have something like that, um, but also very exciting and something that I was really, um, I really loved to have the opportunity. And I'm very thankful for Empower for, for giving me that opportunity. Exactly. That was kind of unique opportunity. If the mm. company already established a, a stable branch, then maybe you won't have a chance to get that managing director role, right? Because the company was yeah. growing in the UK and you were growing. So there was a match. And the company, I think the executive managers, they really trust you. Yeah. Then they give that role to you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, just to set the scene, something that I might have missed out. So Empower already had a presence in uh, Berlin. So they were headquartered out of Berlin uh, with a cu- couple of other offices in, in Madrid and Barcelona. Um, but uh, And they saw an opportunity in the UK market. So set an office up, um, employed some people. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I suppose just through my um, through my kind of network in in Salesforce and, and having the Salesforce brand Ben brand, they obviously thought I was I was quite suited to that. So the CEO at the time, um, yeah, had a chat with me and and um, decided to to go along with myself coming the managing director. That's cool. So before we jump into your storytelling, could you tell us where did you start? You said it was um, the revenue was even minus at the beginning, mm. right? where we are now for the company so we are doing uh last year we hit revenues of two million um in the office and this year we're looking to do about 2.7 million mm-hmm. and it was minus at the beginning yeah minus three hundred thousand a year i think <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot so, yeah, of money quite a big difference yeah <laughs> okay okay definitely that's a success story so you know what's the greatest the value to tell the listeners so from where should we start? Um, yeah, if, if you're looking to set up a Salesforce consultancy, there, there's a lot you need to need to take into account. Um, so I suppose that the different topics we can dive into are um, the industries you're going to focus on, the products you're going to focus on, um, what your USPs are generally as a as a as a consultancy. Um, and also your engagement with Salesforce. So, uh, so I think uh, those four things are, are extremely important. Um, so, I guess where we can start is um, is um, maybe maybe the industries um, because mm. Salesforce as a company now is is very verticalized. So, um, over the past four years, it, it used to be that. Um, uh, you, you would only kind of verticalize the top tiers. So for anyone that doesn't know, you have kind of enterprise, then um, mid-market, then SMB, then um, uh, emerging uh, small, medium business. And um, you would fit into one of those brackets. So, you know, if you're if you're just starting out, most likely you'd be, you'd be in one of the smaller tiers dealing with the, the smaller customers. Um, but if you've perhaps, uh, I don't know, you've 
you've run a lot of enterprise product projects before or mid-market projects, then you might be better suited to actually work with those those kind of customers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is that is one of the most important things to start off with. And, and that kind of links in with the engagement with Salesforce as well. So if you're looking to be a successful partner, uh, engagement with Salesforce is absolutely crucial. Um, so you, you obviously want to diversify where your leads come from. So your own network, great, go out and do your own marketing. Um, but a lot of our leads come directly from Salesforce. So we're supporting them with their customers. Um, you know, whenever Salesforce sells a deal with with licenses, um, they want to recommend the partner to go in there to do the right implementation to ensure it's deployed correctly um, and try and tempt the customer away from going down the self implementation route where they might not have the experience they they might um they might not know how to roll out how ro- roll out salesforce properly um so yeah that's one of the most uh, important things i'd say to start off with that's interesting um before talking to you i'm thinking about this like if i start a consultancy what would i focus to like the most important points, I thought it was customers, which is what you just mentioned, the categories, and then it's the employees, like the talents I'm going to hire. Yeah. But I didn't really think about the relationship with Salesforce. Mm, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's crucial, right? That's one important yeah. point I'm missing. Hmm. Yeah, and, and they um, they will will help you a lot as well. You know, Salesforce are very incentivized um, to bring partners in because, you know, we've all seen the um, the, the IDC report that said how much sales, the Salesforce industry is going to grow. Um, and unless Salesforce has these partners coming into the ecosystem that all have their um, specializations. Um, and actually, sorry, I was starting to talk about uh, industries, which we, we can come on to in a second. But mm-hmm. um, unless Salesforce have these partners of all different levels, they're not going to grow. Um, so they are actively looking for people to become Salesforce partners, to specialize in certain products and industries and, um, and sizes of organizations um and you know be onboarded and um yeah grow their consultancies with salesforce okay that's a good point um as a consultancy firm you're supposed to find your niche right how about your company which which category of customers you're focusing on at the moment yeah. Um, so, yeah, as I was starting to explain earlier, so Salesforce are now very verticalized. So all the way from enterprise down to down to SMB, uh, they mm-hmm. will have teams in telecoms, in retail, in financial services. Um, mm-hmm. And what Salesforce don't like is a partner coming along and saying, we do absolutely everything. Um, because then you're, you, you kind of, you're kind of saying you don't have any knowledge in a particular vertical yeah. um, and when you're speaking to uh, so one of the one of the verticals that we focus on is financial services and we've done a lot of projects now you know many success stories so when we go in to speak to a financial services company we can reference other successful projects we can speak mm-hmm. their language um, you know they can use acronyms and abbreviations and financial terms that we can understand um, which gives them the confidence that we're going to deploy the, the the project successfully um, uh, we also focus on uh, retail business services uh, real estate um, as, as some other verticals as well. But something that we've chosen to focus on is um, is more of a horizontal, which is startups and hypergrowth, um, mm. which are companies that are growing very fast. They need a very scalable system. Um, they're quite unique in the way that they don't want a huge project up front. They'd rather phase it and uh, you know deploy an MVP, get it up running very fast, um, and then incrementally improve it with other 
products or features or, or, or things like that. So um, this was, yeah, when we started off, Berlin already had a, a USP of uh, hypergrowth and, and FinServe and FinTech. So we used that experience into the UK um, to kind of sell ourselves to, to Salesforce and the rest of the market as well. Uh, but if someone was looking to to, to start a, um, a Salesforce consultancy from scratch, I'm sure they're going to have some industry knowledge from other other jobs, you know, um, wherever they've been in the Salesforce ecosystem. And I would highly recommend to use that industry expertise when you're setting up your consultancy, because that mm. will be your USP. Excellent, excellent. And also, I think it's good to also for Salesforce when they have the leads, they need to send those leads to the partners. They know who to send to, right? If you have a specialized aspect. Otherwise, as you said, if I know everything, then who is going to get the leads from the Salesforce? Yeah, exactly. That That's um, extremely important because uh, when it comes to, you know, if if, uh, if Salesforce are going to bring in a certain partner to to support them with the um, with the implementation, the most important thing for Salesforce and for the customer is that that deployment is successful. And um, how do you how do you prove it's going to be successful from other projects, from industry experience, um, and all those kinds of things? And then when you prove yourself with that, um, you know Salesforce are going to are going to love you as a partner and and continue to work with you. Um, and if you haven't done any projects before if you're if you're going as, as, a, as a, a fresh partner uh the expertise that you've got from other industries maybe you were an admin in an insurance firm or something like that that gives them the confidence that you know what you're talking about and as soon as you go into a meeting with salesforce and the customer you can add value by speaking about your previous project you know it might be a full-time job but it's still a uh, implementation that you've worked on mm. excellent excellent thanks for sharing the knowledge so now if we're shifting to another aspect of the companies that we need people working in the company, right? We need to hire the talents and we need to train them. As you're building the company from scratch, you mentioned the company was like nobody know about it at all at the beginning. And in the UK, I would assume already there are more than 100 consulting firms, like the Salesforce consulting firms. Yeah. So, so how do you make sure that you can really get the chance to hire talents what what was your like a weapon yeah um so we um and, and this is something that i think is um extremely important to focus on because uh salesforce salesforce talent can go absolutely anywhere they they want at the moment you know salesforce uh, professionals are so in demand uh they can really choose wherever they want and they're only going to go to the, the best kind of companies um so I would say that, that, yeah, this topic is so, so important. You know, um, having a, a good uh, USP in a company where people can grow is, is very important. Um, with us personally, we took a very uh, unique kind of uh, unique way of getting our name out there when, when we were speaking to people. So as a company, we are extremely focused on uh, culture. So culture for us is the number one priority above anything when we're looking to, to hire an employee. Um, so more than their skills and, and more than the role that they're going to um, going to go into. So the actual way we divide it is we look for 60% culture, 30% skill, and 10% the role fit when we're evaluating an employee. Um, and of course, that's not to say that we, you know, we 
if someone's the coolest guy you've ever met, but they're terrible at Salesforce, you know, that's not like we're going to, we're going to hire them. Um, mm. But, you know, we would rather hire someone that is the right kind of fit for the company than, than anything else. Um, and the way that um, we, we attracted talent and we, we still do attract talent is we are, we, we have a very flat hierarchy um, and we, we use a, um, a, a organizational operating system called Holacracy. Um, and we've chosen a modified version of it. So instead of having a classic hierarchical, you know, CEO, exec, senior management, um, uh, right down, um, this is very flat. And it's, um, I won't go into it too much, but it's kind of divided mm. into circles as opposed to a hierarchy. Um, okay. And there's a very, um, and this kind of, um, it's all centered around self-management. Um, and because we're, we're kind of a self-management focused company, this has a lot of benefits that come with it. So uh, one of them is unlimited holiday, which obviously quite a lot of people get, get very excited Wait, about. What, what, what um, is that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe I shouldn't call it unlimited, but un, uncapped holiday. Okay. So we, we don't have a, so uh, essentially means that there's, I mean, uh, most other companies in the UK have probably 25 days holiday that you can take a year. Um, mm -hmm. And any more than that would be unpaid, but we don't have a cap. So um, people can take 40, 50 days holiday. Paid holidays or unpaid Paid holiday. holiday. Yeah, paid holidays. How does it work? <laughs> then I will ask for 50 days if you allow me to take. Yeah, it's so it's, it's a bit so um, I don't know if you've read anything about companies like Virgin and Netflix, because this is um, other companies are doing this like like Virgin okay. and Netflix. Okay. Um, so it's it's not a um, it's not a new thing, um, but it is quite unique in um, in in consulting, because obviously people people uh, bill by their, their time. Um, mm. So, you know, people. Um, people don't abuse the system because they still have to hit targets um, like this. Um, but, you know, people do take more than, they, they take as much as they need, essentially. You know, some people take 40, some people take 25 days. Um, mm. And yeah, and, and it has over the past four years, it's worked really well. You know, people respect each other's time. They don't just take off, you know, three weeks and ignore their projects. You know, if, if they've mm. completed their projects and it's the right time, then they'll take they'll take a period of time off. Okay. Um, and this also coincides with the next uh, benefit, which is flexible working. Um, so because we're self-managed, uh, people can work from wherever they want. Um, there's no fixed times to come into the office. You know, it's, it's not nine to five. Um, if people, I don't know, need to uh, visit a friend in the morning until 11 o'clock, you know, they can come mm -hmm. in at 11 o'clock and they can work until uh, seven o'clock or, or whenever they feel like it. Mm. Um, or we have some, um, quite a lot of our offices, um, uh, from other countries in Europe and around the world. So, um, uh, one girl is from Canada. So she, she goes out to Canada to see her family and she'll take a week's holiday and then she'll work remotely for a week. Um, okay. and quite a few people are from Spain also. So they'll go to Spain and work remotely for a week, um, which works quite well. So, um, this was, yeah, something quite unique, I think in the, in the ecosystem of Salesforce. Um, so it was, I, th I think people quite liked kind of, um, being trusted to, uh, you know, make their own minds up and, um, you know, take holiday when they won't work when they want. Um, but of course people are still very hardworking as well. Mm. Would you mind to send me the unlimited holiday information? You mentioned, uh, the Virgin yeah. and uh, Netflix. I will put yeah, yeah. in our no share worries. notes just for people to, to check okay. what those are. Okay. Yeah, cool. And uh, one of the questions coming from 
me is that、uh, in your current team, do you have anybody working full time remotely, without using the office? So we, yeah, we actually do. So it's although it's a fairly new thing.、Um, mm. So we've actually just hired two people in、uh, Liverpool. Um, which are, are working full time remote, and they come down to the office、um, once or twice twice a month,、okay. um, because I mean for them obviously it's really nice to be engaged with the rest of the team because we we speak to them on quite a regular basis, so it's nice for them to come down and you know be one team.、Um, we also have a、mm. guy in、um, who used to be based in the UK, but now he's he's、uh, needed to move back home to Barcelona,、um, so he's、mm. working remotely from there. So. Um, and the role—he's a consultant、uh, slash project manager who works in Barcelona. And we have two people working in Liverpool. One is a solution architect, and one's a developer. Okay, I see. So, in your opinion, the most important thing to maintain the consultancy firm is the company culture. Am I right? So you need that to to, to make sure the employees are happy. You really have a unique value to provide to them that the other consultancy company competitors they don't have. So in that sense, you can keep the people who share in the same value. Yeah,、um, I, I think、um, of course there's many you know diff- different things to to create a successful consultancy, but、mm. I would probably say that is the most important. Um, because you know it, it's obviously not just about the, the perks that we offer, but、um, we we put employee happiness above everything.、Um, and in fact, I I do something quite funny when I go to pitch to companies, even very big companies. I say that、uh, we put our employees first over our customers.、Uh, <laughs> as, yeah, put our employees first over our customers, which you know might be a bit of a controversial thing to say, but I think.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone agrees. You know, even the companies that we're pitching to, they they probably treat their employees and customers the same.、Um, and the logic is that if our employees are as happy as they can be, then they work harder on their projects. They make sure they're doing a good job.、Um, and and this has worked really well so far. And we get on very very well with our customers. And、um, it's very rare that we will lose a customer. You know, everyone occasionally、um, doesn't get on with a customer or, or does a bad job. But、uh, luckily, we've completely been been able to minimise that. Uh, and I think our culture is quite a big part of、um, that. And、um, adding on to that,、uh, we because we don't lose a lot of people, it enables us to grow quicker, which、mm. is of course a、uh, you know a hard thing because、uh, we have lost people and people move around all the time in the Salesforce ecosystem. But I think we've been able to minimise that,、uh, which has enabled、uh, growth to to be、uh, yeah pretty big. I think I grabbed the most important things from you. And、uh, the next step for me maybe is to start a consultancy firm by myself. Yeah, you should do it. You should do、yeah. it. <laughs> But I just want to make it clear that、um, still there's a difference between what you did, which is like an intrapreneur, you spin off from an、uh, existing company, comparing to people who quit their job and start by themselves building everything from scratch. Right? You mentioned at the beginning of the company, the UK branch already has the minus revenue. And if you start from scratch, that's a big burden for for yourself if you are a founder from from zero, right? Yeah, exactly.、Um, so, yeah, just to kind of set the scene there, I suppose we,、um, I think we're a bit naive when we set up the, the company originally. So、um, we set up the company with a, a,、um, a technical architect and、uh, two consultants and a salesperson. So there was initially four people. 
Um, but the sale, the salesperson left um, quite quite quickly after I joined. Um, but the salesperson, unfortunately, didn't have any. He was a very good salesperson, but he didn't have any network inside of Salesforce. Um, okay. So this meant we weren't aligned to Salesforce. We weren't the, the the verticals that we aligned to. Salesforce didn't know about us. Um, so there was a very large salary cost um, with no real uh, strategy about how to get projects or leads, uh, which which was a mistake that was was made by us. Um, so if you were doing this, yeah, so, so that minus 300K in the first year was, was because of that. And um, we, we did have projects in the first year, but they were no way enough to, um, to pay salaries, pay office costs and, you know, IT equipment and, and everything around that. Um, if someone is starting by themselves, it, it's obviously very different, especially if they're, you know, they're, they're a skills Salesforce uh, professional, maybe an admin developer, uh, consultant. Mm. Um, they they need to wear a lot of hats, but ultimately you can very successfully start the consultancy just with yourself. You don't need to hire a very expensive salesperson or a technical architect or or something like that. Um, mm. So if we take the example of, um, uh, I, I would guess most people listening to this would probably be focusing on the SMB um, sector instead of you know MM or enterprise because that would probably mm-hmm. require some investment to get a. You would probably need a technical architect and people, but um, mm-hmm. you know you would need to wear a lot of hats. So you would need to be the, the salesperson, the account manager, the project manager, the consultant. Um, but once you've, um, once you've established yourself within, within Salesforce and the rest of the market, and you've got a few projects going, you know, that's when you can look to, to expand and uh, look where ultimately you, you need to fill in the gaps. Um, and I would say the, the first kind of, um, I would say the managing director or the, or the founder really needs to be in sales quite heavily for definitely for the first few years, um, mm. because uh, Salesforce people, Salesforce salespeople are quite expensive. Um, so, you know, you need to be going after the leads, selling on behalf of your company um, and then building up an operations team to support with um, with the projects as they come in. Excellent. Excellent. I've learned so much from you, and I think I've used the most of your time now already. Do you still have something else you want to add before we close the session? Um, hmm. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think I think we have, um, yeah, we have gone over most things. But I, I would say, um, just to kind of summarize, um, yeah, cult- culture above everything is is very important. Um, engagement with Salesforce, but also your USP within the market is very, you know, it's. Yeah, I'm not really tiering these, but the, the, the USP is very, very important, the industries mm. you, you focus on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this has been interesting for everyone. It is. Excellent. Thanks, Ben. Yes. So talk cool. to you next no time. No worries. Thanks, right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.